You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Stephen Carr. If you want more football content in your life, join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Solak for recaps and analysis of the 2021 NFL Draft and take a look ahead at next year's future first-round picks. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Today is Wednesday, May 5th, and today marks one month to the day from Gonzaga's loss to Baylor in the national championship game. And boy, has a lot happened in that one month. Players are leaving. Coaches are leaving. Players are coming in. And there are a bunch of rumors swirling around currently. And of course, the transfer portal is just a total game changer for everyone. So today on the show, we are discussing the state of the Zags. Things can kind of go all sorts of ways after a team loses in a national championship game. And one of the hardest things to do in all of sports is to pick yourself back up and make back-to-back championship appearances. So today we're going to discuss where the Gonzaga program stands and why I think their championship window is still wide open for years to come. But first, a couple news and notes from Tuesday. UCLA head coach Mick Cronin was on a podcast with Andy Katz on Tuesday morning, and he said that he and Mark Few are trying to schedule a UCLA-Gonzaga game at the start of next season, which would be awesome, and I think it might end up replacing the Gonzaga-Arizona game if Gonzaga and Arizona no longer want to play that because Tommy Lloyd is the head coach there. But people really want to see, and they would love to see, the rematch of one of the best NCAA tournament games in history, and there's plenty of exciting players returning on both sides from that game. Drew Timmy, assuming he returns, he scored 25 points in that game. Andrew Nemhard, he had eight assists. And it could be, if they play it early enough, it could be the first major showcase game for Chet Holmgren on a national stage. And then on the UCLA side, if Johnny Juzang returns uh, to UCLA, their entire starting lineup is going to be back. And they also add Peyton Watson, who's a top 10 recruit who ended up choosing UCLA over Gonzaga at the end of his recruitment. So plenty of really, really good storylines. And there's a very real possibility, I think, that these two teams uh, open the season ranked number one and number two in the country in some order. So an early season matchup between the two of them would be very, very exciting and very much welcomed by the college basketball world. Gonzaga baseball has extended their COVID pause, which is obviously very unfortunate. They were scheduled to return next week to face Oregon in a two-game series in Eugene, but those games have now been canceled as well. So that leaves uh, nine games all told uh, canceled, and it leaves them with just six games remaining on their schedule. They've got a three-game series at Portland, assuming they're healthy enough uh, to play it. They're going to return at Portland the week of May Uh, the weekend, I should say, of May 14th, and then a three-game series to wrap up the season at home against San Francisco the weekend of May 21st. San Diego, this past weekend, after their series with Gonzaga got canceled, they ended up playing Pepperdine because Pepperdine uh, had a bye this past weekend. So the two of those schools met up, and the Toreros swept 
the Waves. So that means San Diego and Gonzaga are now tied atop the WCC standings, easy for me to say, at 14-4. and four. Uh, And the Dons are in third place, and uh, the Portland Pilots are in fourth. San Diego plays three games against BYU this weekend, while Gonzaga remains on pause. So there's still a lot to be determined uh, in the West Coast Conference, and we'll see where everything stands when Gonzaga ends up coming off of that pause. Some transfer portal news. Dejon Davis, who was a four-year starting point guard over at Stanford, and some people kind of thought that he would be interested in Gonzaga and Gonzaga would have some interest in him. Well, he ended up committing to the University of Washington, and he's going to join West Virginia transfer Emmett Matthews over there, and they're going to form a pretty solid backcourt. Um, Gonzaga this season, this coming season, is going to resume their series against Washington with a game at the McCarthy Athletic Center sometime this winter. And then one last thing here is uh, Caden Perry. He played in the Ball Dogs National High School All-Star Game this past weekend, and I forgot to mention it. Uh, But he scored 16 points in the event against some of the other elite high school talent from around the country. One report from the event said that he played his usual physical, strong, aggressive style uh, inside the paint. And he also communicated really well in ball screen coverages uh, on defense. I just published an article yesterday uh, on Caden Perry for my website, kind of highlighting and breaking down his game with video from the first few games of his high school season. So if you want to read that and you want to subscribe to my website, uh, the link is in the podcast description. And I always, always, always appreciate anyone who supports my work. Okay, coming up, the good stuff. We discuss the state of the Zags. I sent out a tweet on Monday morning about Gonzaga's roster next season that generated a lot of discussion, and so that is kind of the launching point uh, for the rest of the podcast. But first, today's episode is being brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today rings sure to bring joy into her life using only diamonds responsibly sourced from botswana 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement mother's day or simply a beautiful conversation piece they're the perfect way to bring light into her life they're available now through mother's day only on bluenile.com just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and it's fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. The ring from the Platte Boutique is amazing. It is so simple, it's clean, but the vintage details are absolutely incredible. It's just the perfect little ring, it's so timeless, and would make the perfect gift. So if you're on the hunt for a perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. And they won't be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Last night, I put in another order for a box of 18 Built Bars. They are absolutely fantastic. And so, of course, I'm going to tell you about them again. The best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate and all bars. It's even perfect for keto diets. There are over 20 amazing flavors, including peanut butter, caramel brownie, banana bread, cookies and cream, and many more. All of them soft, easy to chew, and absolutely delicious. Not only do they taste great, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy and also for anyone looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. 
cookies and cream bar, for example, 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com, like me, and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so on Monday morning, I tweeted out that Gonzaga could easily have 10 future professional basketball players on their roster this coming season. I highlighted the 2019 team that will end up with 10 professionals once Corey Kispert and Joel Leahy get drafted this summer. And the 2017 national runner-up team, they finished with 11 professional players and a 12th in Rem Bacchimus, who ended up being a, uh, a graduate assistant national championship coach. Gonzaga produces pros. And some people brought up that maybe the number of NBA players is probably a better metric at this point than just, you know, any type of overseas professional. And I push back on that a little bit, but I understand where they're coming from. Uh, but I just want to say, first off, it wasn't always like this for Gonzaga, right? I mean, NBA, European, Australian, whatever. They were not getting rosters with 10 professional players on it on a yearly basis until, I don't know, five, maybe six years ago. And secondly, there are some ridiculously successful European players that have come through Gonzaga. I mean, Kevin Pangos has been one of the best guards overseas for years now. Nigel Williams-Goss has done the same thing the last couple seasons. I mean, there are a number of players who have come through Gonzaga with very, very lucrative professional careers all over the globe. So it's not just the NBA uh, that can be the end goal for college basketball players. But they're also starting to produce more NBA guys as well. And since being traded to Houston at the trade deadline, Kelly Olynyk is putting up as good a numbers as pretty much any big man in the NBA right now. I mean, DeMontis Sabonis is a two-time All-Star, and he just put up a first-half triple-double this week. He's the first player to do that in over 25 years, and he's just been an absolute beast. Zach Collins, I mean, people forget he was a top-10 draft pick. Rui Hachimura, who just went viral for dunking on Anthony Davis last week. I mean, he's one of the most popular players in the sport globally. Brandon Clark, he finished fourth in Rookie of the Year voting last season. Jalen Suggs, he's about to be a top three pick. Corey Kispert, probably a lottery pick. Joel Yai, eh, probably a late first rounder. And Phil Petrushev, probably a late first rounder. So, I mean, sure, if you want to talk about just the NBA players, I mean, the 2019 Gonzaga team, had seven players on it that are going to become NBA players and an eighth in Josh Perkins who ended up playing in the G League. The 2021 roster that just wrapped up, I mean, they have a minimum of three, but would you really be shocked if it ends up at seven or eight? I mean, the point to all of this is Gonzaga produces meaningful professional basketball players now. And they've been to two of the last four national title games. They've won more games in March than anyone the last five seasons. The only thing that high school recruits even know these days is what a dominant program Gonzaga has been. They don't know, nor do they really care, I would imagine, what Gonzaga looked like a decade ago. I don't think they cared the, the 2010 Gonzaga team or the 2011 team that needed Marquise Carter to do something in the WCC tournament. Like Those days are gone. All high school kids know right now is what an elite program Gonzaga is. So when you read that a high school kid is decommitting from Kentucky and may end up at Gonzaga instead because of their player development, it should no longer be shocking to you because that's where Gonzaga is right now. They are a destination for elite talent. 
And then I think this is kind of an underrated point, but something I thought about today. All of them obviously want to come to Gonzaga to develop their own game. I mean, I think that's obviously part of, of why they come here. But I also think the lure of bringing this school its first national championship is absolutely on the mind of some of these players. I mean, for better or worse, you know, Gonzaga is never going to be taken as seriously as they should from a larger perspective until they win a title, maybe even two. Um, and I mean, Jalen Suggs, he was one of the reasons he came is because he wanted to be the one to help lead Gonzaga to that first national championship. Obviously, he fell just short. Now he passes that torch to Chet Holmgren. Dominic Harris and Julian Strother said their mission when coming to campus is to bring a natty to Spokane. And not only does Gonzaga offer a chance for elite prospects to better their individual game, they offer a chance at history, which is to win the first national championship at a school. And not many other schools can present that to elite prospects. And so the question is now, how long does the championship window stay open for Gonzaga? Because it still feels like it's a matter of when, not if, Gonzaga wins it all. So we're going to finish the show here in a minute explaining why that window is still wide open given their roster and given their coaching staff. But first, a minute to talk about Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA and NHL, which are approaching the playoffs now, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code Locked On. Okay, so everything that I'm about to say from now until the end of the show is under the assumption that Nolan Hickman does indeed end up at Gonzaga. The rumors have been swirling for a couple days now, and it's possible some kind of announcement happens in the coming days, and I would be fairly surprised if he does not end up in Spokane. But if that does happen, and when it does happen, we're going to dedicate a full episode uh, just to him, um, maybe sometime next week, or possibly even on Friday. We'll see what happens. But anyway, with him in the fold, Gonzaga has a chance to have most likely a nine-man rotation with Andrew Nemhard, Dominic Harris, Julian Strother, Chet Holmgren, Drew Timmy, Rashir Bolton, Hunter Salas, Nolan Hickman, and Anton Watson. Honestly, all nine of those players could end up in the NBA. None of that would be shocking. And the 10th and 11th guys on the roster, Ben Gregg, Caden Perry, both of those guys are going to be professional basketball players sometime down the road. Caden Perry, to me, has an NBA-level ceiling. Again, I wrote an article on him that's in the podcast description if you want to read that. But this roster is just absolutely stacked with depth, like quality, quality depth. Will they win a national championship? Who knows? March is always a crapshoot. But they've put themselves in a position to win it. They have veteran leadership at the point in Andrew Nemhard. They have the preseason national player of the year at center in Drew Timmy. They have the top prospect in the class in Chet Holmgren, who can impact a game in just a multitude of ways. And those three are surrounded by a bunch of former top 60 prospects and also a three-year starter in Rashir Bolton. 
I mean, sure, they might not win the national championship, but then what happens? In the 22-23 season, they're likely going to run out a roster with Hickman and Bolton and Salas and Harris as their four guards again. Imagine all of those guys with another year of development to go with a junior year Julian Strother, a senior year Anton Watson, a sophomore Caden Perry who had a year to develop and is ready to explode. I mean, that itself is another championship level roster. The big recruiting target in 2022 is a guy named AJ Casey. He's a 6'8 forward from Chicago. And this is where we move to the coaching staff because Roger Powell and Brian Michelson have become elite level recruiters domestically. Michelson has been enormous in getting Chet Holmgren on campus, getting Hunter Salas on campus. He was big with Jalen Suggs as well. And then Powell's connections to the Midwest have opened up just more and more avenues for for top-level talent. Right now, Powell is going after perhaps the best guard in the 2023 class, Jeremy Fears. And if they land him, I mean, that championship window extends even further because their guard play uh, will continue to get even better and better and better. And we know in March, guard play, for the most part, is what wins teams' national championships. So the point here is that Gonzaga is not going anywhere anytime soon. And I think the big thing for me is that this Gonzaga coaching staff has a plan for each and every player that they bring in. And I think one of the biggest issues right now with Kentucky is that their main goal is obviously to get all of these kids to the NBA, but their plan no longer works, both in terms of individual growth and team success. It is, I mean, it's it's just a mess over there right now. And Gonzaga, on the other hand, they have plans for every kid coming in. And the coaching staff is very, very upfront with them about playing time, about expectations. And, you know, so many players try to force becoming a one and done when sometimes they simply aren't. And so Gonzaga's coaching staff is kind of straight up with these players and giving them you know, a two-year plan or a three-year plan if they want to actually buy into that. And I think Hunter Salas is going to be a two-year player. I think Nolan Hickman is coming to Gonzaga because he doesn't feel like he's a one-and-done. If these guys end up blossoming into that, uh, you know, one-and-done player naturally, like what Zach Collins did, I mean, that's awesome. That's good for them. That's perfect. But the pressure isn't there to be that player like it is at other schools. That's why, in my opinion, the championship window for Gonzaga will be open for a long, long time because they always get the right kids and they always get the perfect mix of them. Gonzaga was one play away from winning it all in 2017. They were 31-0 this year and they just ran into a buzzsaw on one night. Eventually, all the stars are going to align and they're going to hoist that trophy, probably in the next two years, if I had to guess. And if I were a betting man... I would probably take the over on one and a half titles this decade. All right, how's that for a podcast? Are you ready for October yet? Because join the party, so am I. Tomorrow on the show, I'm not quite sure what we're going to be doing yet, to be honest with you. I believe we're going to hear from Corey Kispert about his time at Gonzaga and what his next steps are in the uh, in the draft process. And we may do a little bit of a This Week in Gonzaga History because... Uh, they've gotten some pretty big commitments in early May, 
uh, throughout the last decade. So I may talk about that. So join us tomorrow and find out exactly what happens. Don't forget to tune in to the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, the question is, are the Miami Heat headed for the play-in games? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget you can also write and subscribe to this podcast. Please leave a review with your Gonzaga story. I'll read them every Friday on the show. You can follow me on Twitter at SCARGO. That's at S-K-A-R-R-G-0. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnZags. If you want to email the show with your story or any questions or ideas that you want me to talk about, and trust me, I do need ideas, you can do so. LockedOnZags at gmail.com. Everybody enjoy your Cinco de Mayo. We will see you back here tomorrow morning. It is a great day to be a Zag.